world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous <clears throat> comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt <laughs> with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I'm going to start with some good news, but first of all, before I do that, no, I'm not afraid of my phone getting zapped today. No, I'm not afraid of it. I'll talk about that here in a second, all right? No, I'm not going to put on a mask, and no, I'm not going to turn off my phone and unplug everything. In my- no, I'm not going to do that, okay? Is it, is it possible? Maybe. I'm going to start with some good news. From Mike Spaulding. Remember, his wife had surgery a couple, three weeks ago, maybe longer than that now. Um, Mike Spalding sent this to me yesterday. Kathy's blood work results came back yesterday in advance of her next treatment this Wednesday. Her cancer marker, which was 241, whatever that means, is now 96. And her last blood work two weeks ago, what two weeks ago, now it is 19.9. This is below the 30 that they hoped to be able to see. God has and is answering prayers for healing. So thankful right now, brother. We had a teary-eyed hallelujah chorus here yesterday. Kathy is not done with her treatments, of course. Treatment number three is going to be Wednesday, which is today. But we can't wait to see what her doctor says. We will speak the name of Jesus to her. Thank you and everyone for the prayers. Keep them coming. Love you both. Lord, we just declare right down, no weapon formed against Kathy Spalding or Mike Spalding or that family will prosper. Jesus is king. King, mm-hmm. Lord of lords. The name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, including the name of cancer, ovarian cancer, whatever it is, bows in Jesus' name. Amen. So good news there. Keep praying for, keep Amen. Praying for that, that faithful couple right there. God bless the God bless the Spaldings. Uh, um, yeah, again, real quickly, I, I, because I've been getting a lot of people been, it's, it's all over the internet, right? October fourth, October two twenty two p.m. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, can I? Yeah, yes, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably turn my phone off. Yeah, I probably will. I, am I going to put it in my microwave? I might put. I, I know I might put it in my microwave. I saw yesterday. Hey, friends, are you ready for this? They can turn on your turned off phone. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they can turn it off. Now, uh, turn it on. They can turn it off. They can monitor everything we're doing. We are so far behind the times in understanding exactly what's going on. And I'm not trying to scare anybody, but we now know that the COVID vaccine has turned airborne, right? It's airborne now. Now you can literally get, what do they call that? Shed. They can shed the vaccine onto you. <laughs> huh? I'm just telling you why. Because the devil is absolutely unbelievably wicked. And the average Christian has no understanding of it. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. In fact, I was, I had a conversation. What what a day I had yesterday. Let me <laughs> 
bear with me here a second, okay? Uh, bear with me a second. Yesterday morning, I did the show. I'm, if they ever put a limit on the number of words we're allowed to speak a day, I would have to be quiet now for the next month. I've used up my words. So yesterday I did my show at um, seven o'clock. Just said a lot of words. Immediately jumped in my car, <clears throat> drove over to uh, Worthington Kilbourne High School, where I addressed three consecutive classes for 55 minutes a, a piece. So that's one, one, two, three, four hours of nonstop talking. I got home. I did an interview with uh, some uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Mary Crowley. I did an hour and a half interview with Dr. Mary Crowley. Last night, I did an hour interview with uh, uh, Mike Kerr, here the Watchman interview. I, I, I talked yesterday for about eight hours. I'm not bragging, not complaining. I'm just saying, man, oh man, oh man, is that dream. And here I'm back in my flapping my, my gums again. Appreciate all of you coming in and being part of us. Uh, again, I don't want to make light of the, of the bioweapon thing. Hey, folks, if it's a bioweapon, and if they have the power to do what they are telling us they can do, I'm going to tell you something, baby. Only the blood of Jesus is going to be able to save you. You can, you can dig a hole and crawl under it and lay in there for four days if you want to, protecting yourself from radiation or whatever. You can but <laughs> he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High abides under the shadow of the Almighty. That's that's where I that's that's where I am with it. Am I going to put it? Are we going to put the phone in there? Yeah, I'll, I'll, Michelle said, "Hey, we got one of those care day or whatever those things are. We're going we're going to lock that thing away." So again, I am not making light of is something cooking? Yes, oh yeah, something is cooking for sure. But friends, lies, deception, and fear. Oh my! Everybody say it together now. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh my! Oh my! Lies, deception and fear. Oh my! Lies. Just that's it's that is the way the enemy operates. Now I know this. They told me this in my in my Jesus loves the little children, all the children, red and yellow, black and white. They're precious in His sight. My life is in the Lord's hands. I'm not going to be foolish. I'm not going to get drunk. Get in my car, drive 90 miles an hour down the road with the lights off. I'm not going to do that. That would be tempting the Lord. But the reality is they cannot touch me unless he permits it. And if he permits it, there isn't anything I can do about it. Right? Come on. Don't live in fear. Do not live in fear. Because can I tell you the truth? you're probably more likely to die from something you've already eaten or consumed or done than some Faraday cage gone off somewhere. Anybody, y'all amen with me? Not making light of it. Boom. Please don't cower in fear from something from the emergency broadcast system. I believe this. If this thing is deadly, they would have never warned us. That's what I think. If it is deadly, doesn't matter if they do want. They do <laughs> If people are dropping dead all over town, are you kidding me? <laughs> people, every house is going to be. No, come on, come on. So I'm more concerned about the stuff that's already in us. Way to clean it up, that kind of stuff. Healthy eating, controlling things that we can control. With me, okay. So I'm not going to go any farther than that in regards to is it a bioweapon, friends? You know, and I know. That for the most part, you can't even convince your friends that that wasn't a vaccine. 
You can't convince them. No matter how many people drop over dead, you cannot convince them. So I'll be daggone if I am going to ruin more of my credibility by telling people to turn off their phone and put it in a carry package and have nothing happen. Amen. Yep. And if something does happen, doesn't matter what I said anyway, does it? See, so I, point being, I don't. This, uh, we're, we're in the we're in the Lord's hands, baby. I'm I'm in the Lord's hands, and that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna rest. And then. Anybody want to argue with that? I've got checks. Anybody put their hand up on that? Anybody? Nobody wants to argue on that one. Good. Good. Hey, I want to bring George in here because I um, I spoke yesterday at uh, Tom uh, Worthington Kilborn High School. To, I, I know George can maybe tell you. I invited George. This is amazing. I was going to go. I was on my way to speak to those seniors at Worthington Kilborn High School. And I thought, yeah, I bet George, I wonder if George would like to come. So I texted him real quick. Say, George, I'm going to go. You want to come? Huh? And George says, well, where is it? I don't know where Kilbourne High School is. I said, Hard Road. He said, what? Yeah, Hard Road. He said, well, I'm, I'm right here at Hard Road. I came to see my doctor. I'm, I'm at Hard Road. I said, well, just drive up the road. I'll meet you to school, and you can come in with me. And you can be a witness for everyone else about what's really going on in our public schools. So I had three opportunities yesterday to speak to three different groups of seniors 17, 18 years old, most of them, uh, the future of America, the, the ones who are going to, I, I told them, you're going to be the leaders. You're going to be the mayors, the governors of, of my grandchildren. You guys are. So I have a vested interest in coming in here and sharing the truth with you. I didn't share so much the truth of the, I didn't share so much the gospel, although I did share a little bit of the gospel. But folks, I'm going to tell you something. I'll let George come in here in a second. Two things I noticed. Number one, they don't know the gospel. Even those who go to church don't know the gospel. And number two, hold your ears. The boys are pussies. Boys, men, boys will not stand up and speak what they believe because they are afraid to be ridiculed by the girls. Now, the second class we did, please stay with me. It's going to be worth your time. I promise. The second class we had was the most difficult class that I've ever, that I've ever, ever had there. I've been there, I've been there many, many times and I could not engage them at all. They would not respond. They would not react. You know, I do a presentation. I talk about abortion, God's law, uh, 10 commandments. I mix it all together. What our, what's our standard going to be? Uh, how are we going to raise our family? What, what, what's right? What's wrong? And they, they, would, they wouldn't engage. Never, never. Usually I get some wicked young girls. You know, they, they hate me because they want to murder babies and all that. So I made all, I made all the arguments, and they, they wouldn't respond. And after the class, I said, to the, I said to the teacher, I said, what the heck? What the heck? You know what he told me? He said, Coach, they were convicted. He said, I know these kids. I know these kids. And the argument that you made convicted them, and they didn't want to open their mouth and make a foolish argument knowing they weren't standing on solid ground. That's what he told me. He knew the kids. Boy, that encouraged me. Because Amen. that's what I, I – I don't want to go in – I don't want to go in and tell people what to think. I want them to think. I don't want to go in there and tell them what to believe. I want them to think and make their belief their own. 
And it continues to amaze me how they have no understanding of right and wrong. I said to them, can somebody tell me something in here that's wrong? And George will attest to this. Somebody raised his hand and said, racism. Racism? So what the hell's racism? What even is that? And I know that at the end, at the end of the day, we, man, oh man, God, if I could do that every day. In fact, I said to the teacher, I said, can I, could we set something up where I come back and it's men only? Could you just get the boys in the room and let me go at it with the boys? Get the girls out of there. Get the feminist girls, the bossy girls. Get them out of there and let me help these young men learn to be men. What do you think, George? Come on in. Tell tell everybody what you witnessed yesterday, George. Because George came and sat in for all three classes. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Okay. Hi. Good morning. Thank you. Morning, everybody. Thank you, Coach. Yes, I sat there for all three classes. I wanted to see where put my hit my finger on the pulse of the young children in America today, and here's what I saw. Um, there were three classes. The third class, they they interacted real good. The second class didn't say a word, just like Coach said. But what I noticed was this: when to, when talking about the abortion, the, what really only the girls spoke. The boys, only one boy really spoke at all and um, they were afraid they were it was because of deep indoctrination from kindergarten from five years old all the way through when you talked about abortion the girls said well it's my choice my body they've heard this so much my choice my body it's it's my egg and it's my it grows it it not the baby it grows in me and talked about the fetus not calling it a baby at all it grows in me so Coach said, when, that, when the baby comes out, it's got its own DNA, it's got its own blood type. And so it is, it's, it's, it, is it, it is itself. So we destroyed, we destroyed every one of those arguments, didn't we, George? Yeah, every that's one right. Every one of them. And um, so I, I raised my hand in the middle of everything and I said, why? If, I, if I'm driving down the road and I have a car accident and I kill a pregnant woman, why am I charged with double homicide? And so they thought, you made them think, Coach. And that's one thing that for sure they did. They listened and they, and they, they tried to argue. They tried real hard, but um, it was to no avail. So I decided when you speak to them in worldly terms, it's hard to gain any ground whatsoever. But if you speak the word of God, Satan can't hide from it. Man <laughs> the truth, it. right, George? And the truth, truth got right. through. That's those- right. Those numb, what Rush call them, mind numbed robots. The truth penetrated. The truth Only penetrated. The truth That's, right. That's what I saw. Folks. That's what I Not saw. Not a secular argument. None of that stuff. Only the truth penetrated. It's powerful, isn't it, George? Yeah. Thanks for ha- thanks for inviting me. Oh, but and George, also, also, yeah. I was two minutes, two minutes from there. He said you got to be there in fifteen minutes, or I can't get you in. So I said, well, where's it at? You know, you you already said, but that's God right there. Thank you. And uh, George, our, our men, are, our young boys are cowardly, aren't they, George? It's way worse than that. Way, yeah. way worse than that. It's, it, it, was, it was shocking for me to see and disheartening. But that's why I said, keep bringing the fire codes. Because one girl said, was, scared, you scared me. But that's exactly what society needs right now is to be shaken and Amen. to be startled. Amen. Friends, here's, here's, the, prob- here's the problem. We have many problems, many problems. 
Do you guys know what the word apologetics means? Apologetics. Look that up, Jonathan, real quick. Apologetics. You won't find it in Webster's. You have to go to some modern dictionary. Apologetics. We think apology. We we think. Well, say an apology. Say you're sorry. We think apologetics is. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Apologetics is the religious discipline of defending religious doctrines. Yep. And our children, our adults in church, are incapable of defending religious doctrines. They're incapable of it. In fact, they don't even want to talk about it. Because why? (laughs) They know that they can't defend it. And one of the powerful things that happened yesterday always happens in that classroom environment is they bring up one of those foolish, they've been programmed, right? My body, my choice, it's a feed, all that stuff. And whack, with one smack, the, the debate's over. And they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. But the average Christian man in particular cannot do apologetics. He cannot defend religious doctrines. Can't do it. Can't do it. And that's one of our jobs, by the way, is to make our fellow believers defend their religious positions. Can I show you something here? Just my, my hat. If I, if, if I was making cartoons, my hat would have done this today. You ready? When I, when I read this, pull up, pull up number, remain Catholic. I, how can anybody ever remain Catholic? I'm going to say it. How, could, how can anybody ever? Man-made. Folks, look at me. There is no difference. I'm telling you because I love you. There is no, I don't love all of you. I love most of you. There's no difference between federal government and, and religious government. I'm telling you the truth. There is not a shred of evidence between the, the, those who are running the government and those who are running our religious institutions, including all of them, including all of them. In fact, that was Jesus when he went to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the leaders, what did he say? You're making all these crazy rules. You're making things that I never said, teaching people to do things I never told them to do, and you're doing it all for your own daggone power. You whitened sepulchers full of dead men's bones. There's no difference. They threw out Kevin McCarthy as if that's going to make a difference. Huh? That's going to make a difference? They're going to, they're going to, are you kidding me? You think they're going to put somebody in there now that's going to, Bust up that thing. It's no different than the ecclesiastical group. It's no different than the Southern Baptist Convention or the United Methodist whatever or the Vatican or this can or that can. No difference. It's man-made doctrine, man-made control. Somebody can say amen. Somebody can say amen. Now, I'm going to show you what took me off here this morning, and I'm going to say it to all my Catholic friends out there. I was raised Catholic. I found Jesus Christ outside the Catholic Church. I don't pray to Mary. I don't do rosaries. There's no, there's no, uh, there's absolutely no mediator. I can go directly through the Holy Spirit. I can go to God. I don't have to go to Michael the Archangel. I don't have, I don't have to go to any of those dudes, whatever they taught me in the church. I don't have to do those rosaries. I don't have to do any of that. 
Huh? Right? And so the Catholic Church was supposed to be pro-life. You guys remember that, don't you? You remember when Catholics used to be at the heart of the pro-life movement, and now they're not. They're all voting Democrat. And you remember when the Catholic, I'm not picking on the Catholic Church. It just happens to be easy to pick on today. You all remember when the, can I say it? The sex scandal, the homosexual sex scandal hit the Vatican. Oh, no homos anymore in there, I guess. There aren't any homos. You got rid of all of them. <laughs> yeah, they cleaned house. There aren't, there aren't any more homos now, right? Uh, so I can't wait to hear what our, what our oh, yeah, Pope Francis, Pope, Pope, ooh, the vicar of Christ. I'm sorry if I'm making fun of it. He deserves every damn bit of it. And well, so right. do those of you who follow him. I don't care how many of you leave. I don't care how many of you leave. And you're teaching his commandments, the doctrines of men. And when you do that, you make the word of God none effect. So Vatican, Mr. Pope Francis says what? Well, Pope Francis has effectively told clergy that they can decide for themselves whether to bless homosexual unions. If I was a Catholic, I would turn, I would turn in my uh, resignation card right now, right now. Responding to dubia questions submitted by five cardinals. By the way, what is a cardinal? Oh, I know what he is. He's like a senator. The Pope's like the president, and the cardinals are like senators, except they're not elected. Oh, yeah, they are elected. They're elected by the Republicans, the Democrats, and the Vatican. Yeah, they call them conservatives and liberals, don't they? It's It's the same model, same pattern. So five of them come and say, hey, uh, what, what should we do, man? All these, all these homos are coming up. They want, want to get married. By the way, many of the priests themselves homos. You, you can say amen. You can say amen. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Boom. Amen. So they ask the cardinals, what, what should we do? What should we do? The church can never accept as a possible good, objectively sinful situation, such as same-sex unions. So Pope Francis stated that pastoral must adequately discern whether there are forms of blessings requested by one or more persons that do not transmit a mistaken conception of marriage. So on October 2nd, five cardinals made public a series of letters which they have sent to the Pope expressing serious doubts and concerns about the synod, whatever that means, the synod of duality and recent papal comments. Oh, yeah. What's the Pope have to say about it? Well, the Pope, I'll get off of it. The Pope said this. Hey, if you feel good about blessing homo marriage, okay by me. Okay by me. I turn in my resignation card today. Today. By the way, I don't think it affects whether or not you make it to heaven, whether or not you're still Catholic, praying to St. Paul and praying, praying to all those guys. Huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that blasphemous out there? Well, I, so I hear the response. They say, well, coach, he's not really Catholic. I've had my Catholic friends say that. He's not really Catholic. Well, what the hell is he? He's a vicar of Christ. He's the head of the Catholic Church. What do you mean? Huh? He won't speak out against homosexuality. He won't speak out against gay marriage. He won't. Well, if you feel like it, if it feels good, do it. That, that's, that's the gospel of the kingdom. In the Vatican. All right, all right, all right. Well, I got a couple things, and I'm going to turn it over uh, to to some of you here. Got some good stuff. They're lying. They're lying. Pull that up. They're lying. They're lying. 
They're lying. Put it at about 1.5 speed. Because you guys have seen this before. We, listen, friends, I couldn't care less who's Speaker of the House. I couldn't care less. Because they're all like the Vatican. They're all on the same team. Okay? It's a, just a it's just a bait and switch to us. To let us think that may, oh, now we're getting more conservative. Now we're getting, see, there's talk now about putting Donald Trump in the Speaker of the House. Did you guys see that? Huh? Huh? Well, when that happens, then maybe I'll sit up and listen a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Huh? Oh, yeah, say, he can't do that. Well, they just appointed a new senator in California who doesn't even live in California. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's crazy. We live in craziness. We live in craziness. They appointed a senator in California who lives in Connecticut. The governor did that, right? So let's make Trump Speaker of the House because you don't have to be a member of Congress to be Speaker of the House. Do you know that? Well, if they do that, then maybe I'll listen. Okay, so here we go. A little bit more evidence. Start at about the one-minute mark. Get it about the one-minute mark because understand that the media, as you all know, is nothing more than the voice of the deep state. That's all it is. I don't know who this guy is, but this is really good. And just, just listen, go ahead and play it at the one minute mark. Go ahead. Government developed monologues and, and talking points that are given to their, uh, you know, their operatives. That, and we're talking about the media, actors, entertainers, and uh, politicians. Teachers. They all say the same things, if you ever <clears throat> notice. They're, they're always saying the same exact uh, defenses, the accusations. All of the things are almost identical. And <clears throat> I'm going to show you a montage really qu quick to prove just how corrupt they are. So, so stand by and watch this. Is can be guilty of here is being a father. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally, and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. The president loves his son. The only involvement on the part of the president of the United States was as a loving father. He loves his son, supports his son. Look, he's a, he's a loving father. Hunter Biden was trying to promote an illusion of access to his father for his own reasons. Hunter Biden was selling the illusion of access. An illusion of some access. The illusion of access. Going forward with an impeachment on the illusion of access. Hunter may have put his father uh, on the, the phone with any number of different people. It was all casual conversation, niceties, the weather. Yeah, he was on some phone calls talking about the weather, talking about the weather, exchanging pleasantries. Business was never discussed during these calls. They were more like pleasantries, even talking about the weather. It was more like niceties about the weather. Niceties, uh, talk about the weather. What's the weather where you're like, how's the fishing? How are you doing? The weather, how's the weather in Paris? They talked about things like fishing and the weather. The facts don't lead to Joe Biden. They lead to Hunter Biden. And Hunter Biden is not an elected official. Hunter Biden is not the president. Hunter Biden is not the president. Hunter Biden's not running for president, nor is he the president. Hunter Biden is not, was not, and will not be the president of the United States. Hunter Biden's not running for president. There has been not a scintilla of evidence that would suggest in any way or allow even an inference to be drawn that President Joe Biden has done anything untoward. They have, there's no scintilla of any evidence. Not a scintilla of evidence is being brought forward. Repeated cries for impeachment of President Biden without a scintilla of evidence of any wrongdoing. There's not a scintilla of evidence that Biden has done anything wrong, much less criminal. This is all about distraction and delays. It, it is about distraction and showing loyalty. And I think it's just a distraction. Distraction at a time when there is no evidentiary grounds for impeaching the president. It is a weapon of mass distraction. Impeachments, uh, maybe impeachment, an inquiry into president. President Biden, will this be enough to distract voters from Trump's trials? So what do we hear? Okay, you can shut it off. You get it, right, friends? You get it. Now, can I tell you something? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
The same thing would be in the pulpit. I, I'm sorry. Amen. The pulpit ears are repeating the same thing over and over and over. And the fruit of it is I walk into class, three classrooms full of 18-year-olds, and they have no understanding at all of the gospel. None. None. They don't understand that we used to be a Christian nation. They don't understand the Mayflower Compact. All these things that I talked about. They say that it's a fetus. They, they don't even want to call it a baby. I said, if it's, a, if it's not living, why do you have to kill it? Were you ever a fetus? Are you part of your mom's body? All this normal, absolute, simple stuff. And every school in America is repeating the opposite of the truth. It's where we are. It's where we are. By the millions, millions and millions, God-fearing mothers and fathers put their children in that indoctrination system. George, you saw it yesterday, didn't you, George? You saw it yesterday? Huh? Every one of those kids indoctrinated towards a... Take a deep breath here, Coach. Take a deep breath. I got to show you this. Oh, I got. I was on with Mike Kerr yesterday. I'll get you, Clay, just a second. I'll get to you in just a second. I was on with Mike Kerr last night, and I got to talk about the the Nephilim and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Here, the Watchmen. I did did an hour with them last night. I got to. I got to want to show you something that uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen. We talked about you know whether a spell was cast on me. Yada yada yada. Pull up for me, Spencer or Jonathan. Pull up, it says Lost Lands Festival. Lost Lands Festival. This is what was over the hill for me the other night, right? For four days. Now, Johnny, go down there. There's going to be a video. And I want you guys to watch. I'm not going to play much of it. This is what was over the hill. Over the hill. And I wonder why we were under demonic attack. Go ahead, play it. demonic ritual on the solstice right here at Nephilim Central. Oh, yeah, Nephilim Central. So what are you talking about? I got to show you this, okay? I got to show you this. Nephilim Central is what L.A. Marzulli told me. Pull up uh, YouTube at 930 mark. Pull it up to the 930 mark. I want you guys to understand that the other team is so freaking organized and unified in what they're doing. And we're worrying about prosperity gospels and oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Nine, what did I say? The nine minute and 30 second mark. Just play, but just play about a minute of this. Hey, folks, this is right where we live. Okay. In fact, that's the mound over the top 
That was the largest pyramid in North America. I could show you an article. That was it. And the rocks were taken out of that to reinforce Buckeye Lake. 42,000 wagon loads of stone taken out of the largest pyramid in North America. Right there, over the hill, right where you saw that demonic thing just take place. Are you tracking with me here? Are you tracking with me? Right? Okay, now I want you to watch. Here's what, here are the edifices around it. L.A. Marzulli calls where I live Nephilim Central. And those of you who've been part of what we've been doing know that we claimed the high ground, right? The first foothill. We took it back. We took it back from the enemy. We claimed it for Christ. We erected a big cross on top of it. Christ is glorified on land that was once. Do you guys know what a charnel is? Do you know what a charnel is? It's a burial ground for burned bones. It's called a charnel house. Did you know at the bottom of the hill, just over the hill, there's a charnel house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and play this. Had to be a very important place. Apparently, this is what it looks like today. Now, when I made this video the mound. two and a half years there's ago, the mound that they moved. Didn't make any sense. That's an artist rendition of the mound that was over that hill. The largest one. Of what this mound, it was said to North be America. a circular mound 180 feet in diameter do we have an accurate pick what this may look like well we might now here is a pick the drawing that came across in my ancient america series there is no good description of where this comes from it says ancient freeze america out a battle mound uh, freeze out a second can somebody help me does that look like lost lands to you does that look like we just saw go ahead but these mounds had nothing to do with warfare was there a story being put out at a remarkable discovery made in Ohio. Could this possibly depict it? Well, I think it represents what is described at the site a lot better than the drawings that we have by the people that were here from the Smithsonian and other places. That is just a wild guess, but they said it was a large circular stone mound, 40 mm. to 50 feet high, 10 just to over 20, the hill. thousand wagonfuls of stone were taken away from this mound when they created the dam at the west end of Buckeye Lake. So this stone structure had to have been huge because a lot of it still remains, apparently. At least it did in 1993. So that is my video on the Reservoir Stone Mound. Everything I have Wait, learned about what? locating ancient sites, how to use old maps. I believe that's oh, where Oh, yeah, Sky Heiser. Okay, can, you can cut that. Just I got more. I got more. Maybe I need to do a show on this because, again, I'm, I'm going to open it up. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm feeling my, I'm feeling good again. How many of you guys, be honest now, before you tuned into Coach Dave Live, had ever heard anyone talk about the Nephilim or Nephilim mounds? In all of your years in church, ever, ever, ever? Now, we have to ask ourselves, is this significant? Is this significant? And if we look around religiosity all across America, does it really look much different than what we just saw? Right? Go back. Go go back a little. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just go back a little bit, Johnny. Huh? There it is. The only difference is we're dancing around an altar at the church. That's it. That's the only difference. We just changed all. I know I'm pissing some of you off. And so what do we see? We see they take the ancient and they make a pattern after it, and we keep resurrecting that pattern and calling it righteous. We keep doing it over and over and over and over and over. 
Because look, we are the local church. The local church isn't a place we go. It's a thing we are. It's a thing we are. And I hate to tell you this, there are people in your local church who are not really part of the church. And there are people in another church down the road who are part of the church. And they've got it so spread out through denominationalism. And you know what I'm talking about here, right? The spirit, the Psalm 133 says, where there's unity, God will command the blessing. Why do you think they wanted to gather 44,000 of them over? They just want to hear a concert? Think so, right? Why are these people gathering here? Are they gathering here? Why are you gathering on church at your church on Sunday? Why, why, are, you, why are you gathering there? I'm trying to slay all the dragons today. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There ain't bondage, baby. <laughs> there's liberty. There's liberty. And today you got to you got to get somebody's permission to do everything, especially in the church. Somebody say amen. So I know I got a friend out there. Huh? You amen. can't do anything without the president of the church's approval. Amen. 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 Why? Because it's the same pattern. It's the same Luciferian governmental pattern. The same ones that crucified Jesus Christ. Jeff Klein, come on in then, Myra. I'll open it up. Fire away. Coach, wouldn't it be curious to know what went on in that place for them four days? I've got a kid, young guy. They hired him as security. And he's not a Christian. And he hangs out with me a little bit. They paid him $800 to be there for one night, 12 hours through the night. He walked that ground and seen a lot of stuff. I'm going to find out. It's like, tell me what was going on in there. 800 bucks. Hey, hey, Jeff, it was at night. The entire thing was done at night, all night, on no, uh, sep- on September 21st. On the, uh, is it the equinox? Is that, is that what it was? It's going on. Do, do you think this, folks? See, the devil is right in front of us, and we can't even see it. And they got us playing Republican, Democrat. Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell. We are so, God, we are so freaking blind. We're so freaking blind. You ever been in a meeting of pastors? I'm sorry, I'm going for it. You ever been in a meeting of pastors? Pastors gathering? You want to talk about tension in the room. Oh, yeah, there's tension in the room because everybody's looking around seeing how they stack up. How many are you running? Oh, you're running buses for Sunday school? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got how many attending your youth group tonight? Really? Oh, and so there's a hierarchy in those meetings. The guy with the biggest church, he's Pope. He's the Pope. And so pastors don't want to come together and lay down their swords against each other and say, brothers and sisters, they are cutting off penises of little boys. We have to do something. We have to do something. There's no unity in our body, friends. There's no unity. There's no common focus of what we're supposed to do to expand the kingdom, to build the kingdom of God. In fact, we have religious leaders, religious experts that say, oh, that's seven mountain talk. Oh, we're not about dominionism. We aren't about dominionism. What are we about? Submissionism? Is that what it is? That we're all supposed to submit to the devil? That's what it's about? We're not supposed to be, Christ is not king? He is not the dominion? What the? 
What? Hey. Oh, is I going to say that, Lord? The Pope showed his colors, didn't he? He showed you which team he's on. He, he, hey, he picked the homos. He picked the homos. Go ahead, Myra, then Roger. Go ahead. Yes, Coach. Thank you. Concerning the coward and destroying the argument, uh, Proverbs 28, 1 through 2. Proverbs 28, 1 through 2. The wicked free when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as lion. Amen. For the transgression of the land, many are the princes, therefore, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state, therefore, shall be prolonged. Hallelujah. Gone, huh? The wicked flee when no one pursues. Mm. Wow. Roger. You know, Dave, when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I, I kind of liked the group journey, you know? <laughs> and uh, Foreigner was not pretty, an REO Speedwagon, baby, where they actually used words. You know, they, now mm. I'm not saying their lifestyle was good. I'm gotcha. not saying all their words were good. But, you know, Journey, REO Speedwagon, Foreigner. And I think about what is going on across the road once a year from Sky High. And it, it is, it, it puzzles me, but it is nothing more, as you've described it, demonic, period. End of discussion. Who, yeah, who goes to an event like that? There's no word. <laughs> There's no melody. There's flashing lights. Um, it's demonic. And um, it's $500 to get in, $100 a night to camp, and $50 a night to park your car. And um, like I said, I you know I like Journey and REO Speedwagon and Foreigner and so. But there was words and sometimes a melody and sometimes a love story of some type, appropriate a long, or inappropriate. Long time ago, I yeah. still <laughs> or how you know, music used to make me a, a lost romance or something. But this across the street. I had the chance that I could make those people dance, and maybe they'd be happy for a while. Yeah. But February made me shiver with every paper I deliver. Bad news on the doorstep. I couldn't take one more step. I don't, can't remember if I cried when I read about his widowed bride. But something touched me deep inside the day the music died. <laughs> Right? Yeah, the truth's dead, man. Yeah. It's dead. You want to make people mad, tell them the truth. Oh, my goodness. Come on in, Craig. Who's going to make your uh, <laughs> going to make your head uh, scratch? You might want to take your hat off there, Coach. All right. I got, I'll, get me other, I'll, I'll get this one. I'll go, I'll go okay. sideways. So the spring equinox takes place on March 20th, 2023, in the Northern Hemisphere, and on September 23, 2023, in the Southern Hemisphere. It marks almost equal lengths of day and night, although the amount of daylight is slightly <laughs> great. So what they're doing is, is they're celebrating spring in the Southern Hemisphere. So what did Steve Quell and a bunch of others talk about Antarctica? Where are the fallen? 
in Antarctica. Okay, so they're celebrating that right there. Now, mm -hmm. how does this tie into the Bible? Well, when Jesus, as he was getting ready to be crucified a few weeks before, he raised Lazarus. When he raised Lazarus, he made a statement. Are there not 12 hours of day and 12 hours of night? Well, if you study that and you go to Jerusalem, all right, there's only two days a year where that occurs. March 17th every year and September 26th every year. That's when they have 12 hours. And Jesus raised Lazarus about two weeks, maybe three weeks before his crucifixion. That's why that, that, that got out into the general public. Okay. That's why the Pharisees wanted to kill him. All right. Because he did this great thing. And most of us don't know our geography. Bethany is only two miles from Jerusalem. So that was a well-known fact. That was an easy walk. And so that's why this is a very spiritual time. Okay. That's why when you look at the feast that the Lord made, they're the Lord's feast, not just for the Jews. The Jews observe them, but it's the Lord's feast. These things, the Lord's feast, happen around springtime of equal day and night. And we just got, and we're right now, we're in Tabernacles, but it started, Feast of Trumpets was 9-17, September 17th, okay? That's why these spiritual things are happening, because it's real, and it's, it's a very spiritual time. Isaac Newton said that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? Amen. Uh, now, I'm going I'm to stand by this. I still think the sun's going up. Sun's going up. It's not going down. I got to show you another clip, okay? Another clip. Uh, it says 32 mounds in Ohio, 32 mounds. Now, Johnny, I want you to play. You can play this really fast because there's no words to it, okay? Uh, L.A. Mars, folks, Ohio is the heart of it all. It's shaped like a heart. It's right in the middle of it. Something, why did the Lord plant me here? I don't know. I don't, I, well, I live here. I mean, it's my hometown. But why did he give that property, that high ground? Why? Why? Because L.A. and Fritz Zimmerman will say, this is and was the heart of all this demonic Nephilim activity. Now, this is four minutes and 45 seconds. I'm not going to play it all. I, you guys don't know this. These are mounds all across Ohio. Go ahead and play it real quick. It's freezing. Because this is from a secular position, right? Massive earthen mounds were just constructed to venerate and worship the dead. Burial mounds represent the impregnated, impregnated, impregnated nave of the earth mother, giving new life to the souls within. So they're telling us, this is not Christian, all right? They're telling us these mounds were what? To venerate and worship the dead. They are telling us what these mounds were about. Go ahead. We built the mounds to worship the paranormal. Here they are. They're going to just show, show the mounds all across Ohio. Notice they all look the same.
Serpent Mounds, we've been there. <clears throat> These are everywhere. I could, I could get in my car and I could take you. I could drive. There's one. That's right up the road from me. Right up the road from me. By a church. A burial mound by a church. Go ahead. Okay, you can stop. Put in a chat if people want to. Listen, hey, something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. And there is an upheaval going on in the spiritual realm beyond what we even understand. And you better remember this, that the Bible teaches us that men's hearts are going to fail them for fear for the things coming upon the earth. You have any idea what that means? And when was the last time you had a sermon on that baby? Huh? The return of the Nephilim. Most churches don't even believe in them, don't even talk about them, don't even know what you're talking about. Genesis 6. Pull it up, John. Genesis 6. Genesis 6. Genesis 6. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place today. But I'm telling you, there is an upheaval about to happen because we are moving from dark to light. All this is going to be exposed. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God, who would that be? So the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of which they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall always strive of men. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God had sex with the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, and the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw the wickedness of the man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And God repented that he'd made men on the earth. He had a flood and he destroyed all of it. And he started all over again. Folks, this is right out of, this is right out of the scriptures. Noah found grace. Why did Noah find grace? Because Noah got flooded. He took, oh my goodness, he brought the pure seed through. And everywhere we look today, there's polluted seed, baby. Polluted seed. And it is going to become more and more obvious that most of you aren't going to understand it. Well, not you guys. Most of us are not going to understand it because Pastor Billy Bob didn't believe in it. Pastor Billy Bob doesn't even believe in the supernatural anymore. I would think maybe we ought to go to the Vatican and see if they could remove Genesis 6 out of the Bible. Maybe we could get them to tear that out because it tells us this. I hear it all the time. People say, well, the Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. I, I cry, bull cocky, bull cocky. Come on in, Dale. What if, hang on, Dale. What if all those titans, and all those mythological guys in the past, what if they weren't really mythological? Good deal. Well, hallelujah, Coach. First off, we have to reword this song. I know we use this uh, over and over. Something's happening here, and it's becoming more and more clear. <laughs> That's exactly right? It, it, right? Those so, so let, 
Yeah. Let, let me let brother. Let me tell you what. You ever, you, and I know this happens to you, brother, because you bear witness in the spirit. Sometimes God drops a, a scripture in you and it cannot shake loose from you. And sometimes it takes a month, a year, whatever. It just doesn't let you go. I go back to Joe, brother. I want to just read some of these passages real quick because it's becoming more and more clear. It says, wisdom and might are his. This is Job chapter 12, starting with verse 13. Wisdom and might are with him. Advice and understanding belong to him. Behold, he tears down and it cannot be rebuilt. He Mm. imprisons a person and there's no release. Behold, look, coach, if this ain't happening in Louisiana and New York, right? He restrains (laughs) waters and they dry up here. And then he sends them out and they inundate the earth. Hey, New York. Strength and sound wisdom are with him. He he let he one goes astray and one who leads them astray with him. Hey, pastors, right? The pastors out there leading the sheep astray. He yep. it makes he makes advisors walk barefoot, mm. and he makes fools of judges. Uh-huh. He un- <laughs> coach. This is this is us. This is he undoes yes. the binding of kings. He ties a loincloth around their waist and he makes priests walk barefoot and overthrows the secure ones. These people up in D.C. and all these other uh, high positions think they are about to be overthrown. He deprives the trusted one of their speech. Hey, Ken, uh, Ken McCarthy, how you doing there, buddy? Let's jump down to verse 21. He pours contempt on nobles. He loosens the belts of the strong. He re- Coach, here it is. He reveals mysteries from the darkness and then... He even brings the deep darkness into light. He makes the nations great, and then he destroys them. He enlarges the nations, and then he leads them away. He deprives the leaders of the earth and the people of intelligence, right? Like you saw that in that classroom yesterday. He makes them wander in pathless wastelands. And then we get Joe Biden 25. They grope in darkness with no light, and he makes them stagger like a drunken person. Uh, I won't feel at church, will it, Dale? <laughs> Something's happening here. Something's what it is here. is becoming more and more clear. Yeah. Look, we, um, somewhere in my training, I came across a phrase. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. And there are going to be a lot of men who are going to stand before the Lord, who claim to be speaking for the Lord, and he's going to say, you didn't speak for me. <laughs> no, no, those weren't my words. I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't tell you to do that. And by the way, I didn't tell you to ignore that. Oh, no, I didn't tell you to ignore that. I, didn't, I told you to warn the people, warn the wicked. I, that's what I told you to do. And you went around, you built your own church and you did your own thing, and you didn't do anything that I commissioned you to do. Somebody say amen. I'm telling you the truth. Boom. Uh, judgment Boom. begins first where? Judgment begins first in the house of God. And if I go and I stand before the Lord, which I will do, stand before the Lord, I'm just I'm just play play acting here. And he says to me, Hey Coach Dave, loud mouth, you know, you had that show down there everywhere doing that. Hey Coach Dave, what did you do? What did you do to make sure that my name was honored over all the earth? Coach, you were there when they, they took prayer out of the schools, coach. You didn't even say a thing about it. You said that you weren't involved with the secular. You said that about me, Coach. Coach Dave, you they were cutting off dinglings. My dingling, my dingling. They were cutting off little boys' penises, Coach. And you didn't say anything about it. You built that great big church. 
And you gave those flowery sermons and you podcast it so everybody could hear it. And you didn't do anything to stop the destruction of those little children. Coach Dave, it'd be better if you put a millstone around your neck. Folks, this is serious stuff. This is serious stuff. Judgment is coming to the house of God. Go ahead, Boom. Greg. Maybe Jonathan can put, pick this up. First Colossians, uh, verse 15 through 18, New King James. So you asked the question, Coach. So here's here's the answer. Why did you have sky high? Why did God appoint you for certain things in, in your life? Okay. Yep. One, that land that you have, you go look to that that cross that Bob Evans put over. You said Say that was a C-O-L-L, point. Johnny. C-O-L-L. C-O-L-L. There you go. Go ahead, Craig. I'm sorry. You said, you said that once the sky high was the highest place into the plains first first foot yes right okay and so didn't bob evans put a cross up there doesn't that cross doesn't that cross stand higher than legends it sure does buddy okay so this this is what the lord's telling me that you go to the lord about you need to laminate this verse that i'm getting ready to read on a piece of paper and you need to put it on that that bottom of that cross okay he is the image of the invisible God. What's that? Cry? What does that cross represent? That symbol. The, yep. Yeah. The image. The image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created, that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and in Him all things consist and he is the head of the body the church who is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead that in all things he may have preeminence that cross has preeminence because it's higher than all the grounds that those wicked people went to last week amen amen that that verse needs to be at the base of that and laminated amen because we're about, folks, you looking at me? We're about reclaiming territory. Enough surrender already. Enough surrender already. First, what what do the Luciferians say? Uh, first above, then below. First above, then below. Take spiritual dominion. And physical dominion will follow. Jock, come on in. It's really interesting that you're talking about this. Today's verse of the day in the Bible app is uh, Mark chapter 16 verse 15 then he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation Mm -hmm. (laughs) amen baby that's our job right that's our job not to build little churches and become little potentates go into all the world teach them to observe yesterday i had the chance to go into the public schools and teach the truth awesome why did we why did we ever yield the public schools our children to the luciferians it's all mindset friends it's all mindset um for such a time as this who knows whether or not we've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this what a time to be alive dmr